Thank you, Jesus. Father, what would we speak? We do not speak out of our wisdom or our intellect, but to reveal you. In Jesus' name, Father, amen. How are we doing, church? Man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. You know, one of the things that I, I don't, we're going to speak on the topic, we're going to continue the series on being led by the Holy Spirit. Not by any other spirit, but the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Are you happy? Yeah. I am. Because that happiness is the joy. It comes from joy and joy is my strength. That's all I know. Um, what I've come to speak on uh, is going to be more, I mean, next, maybe the next time. I speak more on the manifestations as such, but today we'll be speaking on the Holy Spirit as a person. Um, cause, um, yeah. I pray that our ears are attentive and our senses are sensitized to know. Can we all lay hands on our belly over here? Can we say the Holy Spirit dwells in me? For sure he dwells around you. He walks with you, but he's in you. And that spirit is called the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will also quicken that mortal body of yours. So if you know, you don't need nobody to come and deliver it to you, the healing. You can say, Father, thank you for the spirit. Therefore, I'm re resurrected. Wherever my body has died, wherever my emotions are dead, I'm mentally dead. Father, receive resurrection in that place. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> You know, I was, uh, anytime you talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, I was, I was trying to, I was like, I was writing down things about the Spirit, um, about His nature, and the Holy Spirit said, stop. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, talk about Jesus. He said, talk about Jesus. Because the Father revealed Himself through the Son, and so did the Spirit. That's one thing we often do not understand. The spirit of Jesus is Jesus without a body. Are you with me? If the spirit was given a body, he would behave just like Jesus in his perfection. There's nothing else he would do differently. So the spirit gained his expression through Christ. So did the father. And the minute I take the Holy Spirit out of his personhood and I start speaking about the Holy Spirit separately, what happens is I might speak about some other spirit because the only way he's expressed himself perfectly is in Christ. Do you understand that? That's why the Holy Spirit said, Sam, go back to Jesus. And Jesus himself in actually John chapter four, uh, 14 verse 16, if I'm not wrong. Can you just put that up there? Thank you, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 14. Verse 16. Are we there? Okay, thank you. And I will pray to the Father, and He shall give you what is the next word? Another. Meaning there was already an existing. Are you understanding? Another, which means the word comforter is parakletos, right? Helper. 
comforter. You can call it advocate. You can call him. But the point is this. If there has to be another, there was an original too. I mean, that, it doesn't mean that's fake. It's just saying, I'll send you another one. Meaning to say, the first one who ordained, the first one who represented Paracletus was Christ. Because who was that? If he's sending another Paracletus, who is existing with them? Jesus said, these words I spoke to you while I'm with you. But then I will, when I go, I will send from the Father. So who was the first Paracletus? He, he was sent to show the will of the Father and the will of the Spirit. And they walk in unity. They don't walk in disunity. They're not thriving for attention. Hallelujah. Are, we, are you with me? I don't want to go so fast that we don't get who he is. And once we know who he is, we'll understand why we have to be led by him. Because many a times, when we talk about the leading of the Spirit, we are so fascinated by the workings of the Spirit. Mainly the gifts and the fruits. But the minute... The main reason why we do not see a longevity in those fruits and those gifts is because we have not honored and don't have a posture in the heart towards the Spirit of God that is given in us. If you only understood that the Spirit is Jesus Himself. Some people, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I myself used to say that upon, once upon a time that, oh yes, if the Lord was there today, here in the flesh, I would, I would have, man, my life would have been different. I would deal with him differently, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's hard. I don't see him. That shows the physical limits your love. <clears throat> this is not, I, I wanted to bring this in. I'm bringing this in because you know why? There's no point if you do not know who you're led by. If you don't know his nature, you won't trust him. And many of us have a problem with trust, honor, and reverence. That's why we are not able to be led. You ever remember one of the first commands that God gave the children of Israelites? The first out of the ten. Thou shalt have. Accept me. This is the problem. We have other gods called emotions. We have other gods called intellect. Anytime, you remember when Hebrews, it says, they tested God in the wilderness and they perished. And it was because of their unbelief. Where did unbelief come from? Have you seen what they asked? For example, Moses is leading children of Israel out of Egypt, right? Follow me. He comes to the Red Sea out of great miracle signs and wonders. They reach the Red Sea and the Pharaoh and his, the, the chariots are following. What do the Israelites say? <laughs> Have you brought us thus far till here so that we may die. Logically true. Makes sense. Have I come thus far to die? You see what I'm saying? You might. That, that's an intellectual question. It's valid. But that was counted as unbelief. That was called testing the Lord. Emotions. We have come this far. We are tired of manna. The same food. The same staple food. We want meat. <laughs> Taste. You see how emotions, oh, the same word of God. Every day I read this. What's, what's, what's that? What's new about it? Emotions testing God. They, it said they ate and they puked. They threw up. And that's what emotions often do. 
you see, emotions never get enough. You eat, you eat, you eat, and finally you throw up all the way back. And then you're like, oh no, why did I fall into this emotion? This is not my point and topic of view, but I'm saying, if you think you are, your intellect or your emotions are the best leaders, it's not. If you realize that, you will look to the spirit. Because the spirit is for you, the emotions are not. Your intellect is actually not for you. Intellect is after its own pride to show that I'm wise. The emotions are like, I want to I enjoy. And emotions are often like a child. If you don't train the child in the way it should grow up, the child will leave the fa- lead the father, which is weird. That's not how it's supposed to be. But often that's how we are. Oh, I want that. I just want to go for it. Are you un- I'm bringing this down to practical level so that we understand it's so simple. And it's so needed to be led by the Spirit. That's why the Lord knew. But the Spirit, see, the difference between the intellect, emotions and the Spirit is one. Just one simple reason I'll just tell you. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Can you just put that up please? If you have the KJV, it's KJV anyways. Um, Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that which are in Christ Jesus. Can you see that part where who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit? The Amplified actually put it, who walks not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the promptings of the spirit. There's a difference between dictating and prompting. I hope you know. The dictates of the flesh is I want and I will. You remember you talked about leadership today earlier in the service. It's not about command. It's about that there's a prompting. You, 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 you bring unity in leadership. See, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Anyone, just one person at least. What does it mean by to be led by the Spirit? What is your posture? What, if, you, if someone is leading, what do you do? Thank you. But we are scared of people leading. And we think the Holy Spirit also will lead us into some. Our friends have led us to different areas. Our emotions and our intellect. But when it comes to the spirit, we think, ah, here's another one. Oh, he's given as a friend, but how can I completely trust him? That's what I'm talking about his nature today. I'm not, I'm not here to poke emotions and stir up. We can shout, we can yell. But if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I don't know why he was given to us. You see, the Bible doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit much. Actually, Jesus, actually in John chapter 14 and 16, he speaks about the Holy Spirit. If you see any of the definitions, tell me. He if you read throughout the Bible, but the Spirit has imprints of His hands. Jesus said, if I cast out a demon by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come. And then He says in another place in Luke, it says, if I cast out by the finger of the Spirit. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? The point is, it's just, the finger of God is Spirit. He touches, so you see His imprints throughout history. Till now. Why? I, earlier I said, Jesus is what? The Spirit, I'm mean, sorry, the Spirit of God is Jesus without the body. The only place where the Spirit actually dwelt on earth was on the sons. He never dwelt on, you see, are you seeing in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, Abraham known as friend of God. Moses was called a servant in the house in Hebrews if you read it carefully. None was called a son until Jesus came and 
You see, the anointing used to come and go. Come and go. But when the only place legally the Holy Spirit was called to abide was in sons. And therefore ye are sons. So not only does it abide in you, but it shall be with you forever. And if he is going to abide with you forever, you are forever. Eternal salvation. But point back to this, is this. If he's with you, what are you called to do? You imagine you have a friend who walks with you. What do you do with him or her? You talk, you chat, you communicate. Do you go home and take a book about him and start reading? I'm asking a valid question, right? I'm asking these things seriously because we have somehow. You see, Jesus said in John chapter 16, I mean 14 itself, he says actually, in both the places if you read, he's talking about one thing. He said, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall teach you of all things. I have yet many things to say. You see, this is the point here. Jesus in the flesh himself could not speak all things. I didn't say that. That's what the word of God said. Why? If you read the word of God, he won't tell you, should you go out today or not? He won't tell you whether you should go and eat today or not. He won't tell you when to go to... You see what I'm saying? But when the Spirit has come, He will teach you of every... He will instruct you. The word teaches, instruct you in everything that you should do. That means if you allow Him though. He's not a possession. He's not a commander. He's a friend. Actually, when I woke up actually... Oh, thank you CC for that testimony. It was wonderful. I mean, last night I couldn't sleep either. And the same verse that just came about, um, you know, the scripture reference where it said, He gives His beloved sleep. I took, I'm telling you, I, I was writing, writing, and I was, I was getting, you know. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, because, to be honest, I'm, I'm not public speaking good, you know. But I was anxious. I was anxious. I'll be honest. I'll be anxious. And the, I was like, I was writing all these things. like, Lord, what should I say? And He said, stop. Scrapped. He said, when you go up, I'll lead you. You don't lead me. He said, what are you teaching on? Being led by the Spirit. He said, why are you leading me? You see what I'm saying? How an intellect has, oh, I have to write these notes down. I have to write these things down. I have to impress someone. I have to impress that person. See, if at all you see glory on me, let me put it this way. Jesus, okay. I love this thing. Jesus was not boasting whenever he did a miracle. He was never boasting when the glory of God came upon him. He said, these things are not for me. These are for you. I hope you get that. For example. Okay. Okay, let's go there. In John, I believe it's in John, right? Where it goes on to Jesus talks about, um, so he was talking about healing. And while he was saying, he said, you know, okay, that's actually in John chapter 12.
I'm in seven, so I'm trying to drive. <clears throat> All right, so I'll, I'll get that in a minute. But the point though is this. When Jesus, you remember when Jesus said, Father, he said, my soul is exceedingly troubled. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. It says, my soul is exceedingly troubled. Does that mean I'll not go to the cross? It says that, does that mean I'll not go to the cross? He said, no. It is the will of God. You see how Jesus replaces emotion. He expresses emotion, but he immediately said, but does that mean I won't do it? I'll still do it. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it be possible, just take this cup away. Who's speaking? His will. You see, your soul is comprised of mind, will, and emotions. His will was speaking. How do you know? He said, nevertheless, not my will. So who was he speaking about? Father, take this cup. His will was telling him, tell him to take away. I want my cup. Tell, take the Father's cup away. You see how your will fights you? Jesus said, never. You see how he's submitting his will, mind, and emotions? Let's put another way. Jesus said in John itself, actually, yeah, let's go there. Oh, Lord. So many things to pick through. Um, John 8. Let me go there quickly. <clears throat> John 8. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Verse 23. And he said, verse 23. John 8, 23. And he said unto them, Ye are from, I am from, what is he meaning? Ye are from, I am not. <laughs> Do you understand? These guys, okay, the, the audience to whom Jesus is speaking does not have the Spirit of God in them. They have no idea what he's talking about. And while people are saying, I have Abraham from earth as my father. I have this and that as my father. Yada, yada, yada. Jesus says to them, you are from beneath and I'm from above. What You see how his mindset has changed? He said, I'm a son of God. I am born from, what do you mean by you're born of God? You're born of water and spirit. You're born of the word and the spirit basically. Because Ephesians 5 says you're washed by the word of God. That's your bride, okay? So the word and the water is what gave birth to you. Just, just, okay, I'm not going, just like you're born from a mother where you have blood and water when you're in the womb. You see, you're born of God, of the spirit and word. That's it. You're born, First Peter 1, it says, you're born of the incorruptible seed. That means the word again. You're born of the Spirit too, because Jesus said, I've come to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He'll be in you and with you. It's like a sponge that's dipped in water. It's outside and inside. And he that is joined to the Lord is one Spirit. Why I brought this up? You see the reality of how he replaced his mindset? You would have been like, yeah, yeah, I'm from India. I mean, you see, you know, if someone asks me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, it's not wrong to say where you're from. But the point is, Jesus gave realities whether it offended people or not.
We are scared to even tell believers that. He was talking to. I'm just saying realities of how Jesus walked and expressed the Spirit. Notice everything that he spoke was actually what the Father wanted to speak, which was delivered through the Spirit unto the Son. This is what we are called to walk like. Okay. So, ultimately, the point being though is now, obviously, um, going back to the same topic. See, why I said that is because the glory that Jesus revealed. This is what my point was. Do not be offended. Do not be offended by someone when they're speaking, when they're teaching, because they're teaching you, they're blessing you. You know, and. Uh, Jesus said in John itself, he said, you see that, and Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. And the voice from heaven comes down and says, I have glorified and yet will I glorify again. Okay. And right after that, the people that stood around them, you know what they said? They said they heard an angel. Some said it's an angel. Some said it's thunder. You see, okay. Jesus, right after that, he says, he says, right after that, he said, you think that this was for me? This was for you. So what is he trying to say? See, we are often looking for the supernatural that we miss the obvious, you know, the, the, the simple things. Jesus never glorified or the, the voice didn't come from heaven to show that he's the son of God. He came for them so that they may hear. But what did they say? Even after the father, you see, Jesus knew the father was speaking to him. But before the father spoke from the heavens, he said this, I don't need this voice to hear God. I don't need to hear with this ear to hear God. This is for you, those who cannot hear God inside here. And many of us are expecting the Spirit to speak from here when He's inside of you. Your stomach doesn't speak to you audibly. It groans or it growls maximum. At, at, at times it pains. So that's how you know it's time to eat. If He's inside of you, why can't He speak to your mind and emotions? That's the exact same reason why Romans chapter 8 it says, what does it say? The Spirit of God expresseth Himself. In your weakness and your infirmities, in your strength, which is the joy of the Lord is the strength. Okay. You good. The joy of the Lord is the strength, but in your weaknesses and your infirmities, how does he express? With groanings and utterances that cannot be understood. The point though is this. The point though is this, that expression was not a given. See, he speaks from inside of you. He's a witness inside of you. And I'm bringing this reality to you because we often forget. And you know, most of the times is when everything around us is so shaky that we have to ask for the spirit to interfere. I don't want us to be pushed to that level. Okay. What we want to do is this. Okay. Let me quickly come back to where we are. Um, Okay, the spirit of Jesus, we have already spoken on that. He's also called the spirit of truth. Whose truth? Thank you. So anytime you walk away from the reality of truth, the spirit restores you back to Jesus. Are you understanding? If your body is misbehaving, the spirit of truth, like he spoke to you, he said, listen, you have, you're born of covenant, of blood that is eternal. So you have precious promises by which you've received by that covenant. 
in the old it was to be given in the new it's already given in christ jesus so the point is all his promises are yea and amen so what do i do i take that and i say thank you lord you know that's that's the posture the spirit reveals the truth he's called the spirit of truth because he speaks of truth you see what i'm saying so you cannot separate jesus and the spirit in the way they talk walk all that but they, they are, yet they were different persons but they would walk identical you cannot differentiate between any of them and the way jesus walked okay never mind <clears throat> okay he's a spirit of god and i don't usually say he's a third person of the trinity last time when i was studying and the lord is like don't say third person of trinity you know why because people start ordering that's why i'm not saying he's a third word because then like oh so first is father second is son and then the third is spirit so that means okay you see how our mind works i don't want that that is why i'm saying third is not there that's what i'm saying he's a, he's a person of the trinity that's enough okay <laughs> okay to be led means to follow and i'll talk how to follow the posture of a heart to follow um second and one more question before we move on who are we here for anyone quickly one person who are we here for who are we anyone anyone oh someone said jesus who's okay okay anyways who were that is never mind The point is this I used to come to God that same way See you're not here for Jesus you're here, you're always for Jesus Your life is given to the lordship of Jesus You're here for you Why do the church gathering why do you, why do you not forsake the gathering of the saints for edifying encouraging building up one another and the father loves the community but Is is it because that the father wants you to come here to worship him or is it because he wants to bless you? You understand? As you bless him, he's blessing you too. It's a communication. But the point was this, you're always for God. You didn't come here for God. You see that's where we have a problem. We watch people outside who are like, you know what I'm saying, the culture, the religion and say, "Oh, they draw crosses only when they see the church." We do that too. Because we are only for God on Sundays. We come here instead of drawing crosses, we dance. But dancing is meant to say, "I'll walk in your ways. I'll submit my legs to do your." When I raise my hand, it says, "I am ready to do your will, O Lord." There are meanings as to why we do. We don't. You see, you know, we are not doing an empty religion. That's my point here. Why do we change posture when we come from outside to inside? The minute the church service is over, we have a different posture towards people than God. But my point, see, I'm not saying don't give reverence. My point is, be real with Him. You know why this happens? That's exactly why. That's exactly why God removed the temple. The physical one. You know what Solomon did? He you know if you read in Kings in Chronicles sorry, when you read that, it says Solomon built a temple unto the Lord and a house for himself. He separated the temple and the house. What I want to do privately here? What do I want to do publicly there? Let your light shine before men, meaning I display as I am. Just shine. same come to the lord boldly but here we have an act of reverence and outside we have no reverence though he is still with me but we ignore him he is not changed suddenly from here to there that's why he turned that temple jesus said when you worship please get this mindset out it's not on that mountain this mountain that temple this temple this is the temple and they that worship shall worship in spirit not in flesh and in truth not in lies say amen, amen. in spirit 
but you know why when you come here oh i suddenly feel the, because you just turned from the wrong realm sin has made you aware of the wrong realm when god came to adam you know what he said adam where are you the point was god is foreknowing he knows everything he knew what adam did too before he came but why is god saying to adam where are you when he knows because he doesn't want to impute to him adam come isaiah chapter 1 it says if your sin come now if your sin be as scarlet i will make the, the he's talking about sin he's not talking about the person i'll make them as white as snow he said you come now let's reason bring what you got your best your best is your sin bring it and i'll show you my righteousness that's the power of righteousness that we have so god is like man where are you adam and he didn't call him sinner where are you the point being though is that means and adam said i've hid myself because i knew i am naked when you know you see how we change our mindset of the way i am naked and god said who said that to you meaning if i tell if i tell brother sam here sam too if i tell him if he says sam you know what i'm weak i'm stupid and i said who said it means i don't say that way i don't see you that way who said to you though who gave you that information your emotions your intellect are you understanding the concept of god he was not even imputing from thence he was giving righteousness he always wanted he always wanted to show mercy above sacrifice sacrifice was not needed to demonstrate love towards us he died while you were yet in us to demonstrate because we wouldn't be convinced otherwise he was love way before he sacrificed he doesn't need to prove his love god is love but we need so much in the physical to agitate ourselves move be in the spirit you see that adam's consciousness when god said who said that to you he said i am naked by the time he ate the knowledge of good and evil he's only identified himself as naked though he was naked in chapter 2 chapter 2 in the last verse it says they were naked and they were not ashamed suddenly they they became naked no they were already naked but the consciousness turned to nakedness from god god said who said till now i never said anything about that you see from there but god for knowing that man will do this he still said adam where are you come to me and that's what he says to you that's why i can come boldly to the throne room of grace Do you know what i'm saying okay see we as sinners i'm i'm bringing this righteousness conscience to you because you need to understand this one thing i was blown away this whole week because of that one revelation where it came to god said you know sam you come to, and i was literally saying lord I, i i came through the day and i said lord i'm sorry i did that he said okay okay come to me and i was like ah i'll take some time let me make sure that you know my mind is set i just did everything he said come to me I said okay. You know he said you know what he said when Jesus hanging on the cross. Not the sin of one man alone. The sins of the whole world was laid upon him and he says Eli Eli Elohim basically my god my god why has he forsaken me? And people quote that and say you see you see sin separates god. Sure. What is the next word after that? Father into your hands I commend my spirit. My point is this all the sins of the world that was laid on him couldn't separate him from his identity of a son all the sins of the world that's the righteousness that is on me man i am thankful to the lord i don't know about you but i am thankful 
I'm so thankful. When you worship, have revelation of what he has done for you. I'm not angry with nobody. I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm in honor. In reverence of who he is. What is imputed on me is so great, so massive. And then moreover, he gave a spirit upon me. beautiful he's called the comforter I'm not saying don't be emotional or intellectual I'm saying be still and know that he is God in that stillness you'll start here still what your mind and emotions and submit it to God and you'll have in his right hands are pleasures forevermore you'll have pleasures that will be way more greater than what your friends and anything can give in this world the world has pride of the eye lust of the flesh and lust of the eye these are the two things. But anyways, he's called the comforter. Oh my Lord, this is... Okay, the comforter is this. He comforts you in every situation, if you allow him. You know, I, I was yesterday thinking of that word, and then I was thinking, uh, I was checking out the other word, which is, it says, uh, thank you for that. It is, it says, Olua ke mi. Is that how we say it? Is it, it Olua ke came? Oh, thank you. You see, I, I love that, because I love to hear it in another language, so that it... You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how it sometimes makes, but then that, that reality, I love that. I like to hear the meaning of the same word comfort in other languages so that I get a revelation of what he's meant to do. Okay? Um, but you can only learn and get comfort if you're love. The point is this, the Holy Spirit is meant to be experienced. Time and time again, I'll bring this back to you. He's meant to be experienced. <clears throat> All right. All right, I'll quickly move on. So, I'm going to bring the topic on the posture of my heart towards God, right? Towards the Holy Spirit. The reason why at least 90% of why I'm not, many a times, I'm ignorant and I'm not led by the Spirit but by my flesh is just because I do not honor Him. And you cannot honor those whom you do not trust. You cannot honor if you do not know he has better intentions. You cannot be led by a leader who you know you don't trust. You cannot be led by a leader who knows better than you. Are you understanding? So many times we don't believe that he is a leader. That's why we don't allow him to lead. We think our minds are better leaders. Okay? The relational doesn't remove reverence. I'm going to say that again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, whatever you want to say, knowledge, understanding, that's Proverbs 2. So, sorry, 1. And it says, now someone might quote that and say, oh, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear of what? That love that came from God removes the fear that is not of, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's the love of God that separates the fear of man. So the fear of the Lord is of the Lord. It's something that I bring. It's honor, it's reverence. And you know, let me quickly go there. Many of our postures have changed. We have become temples that move many on the outside. If you watch the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, the worship really was on the inside. Okay. Okay, this is not... But the point is this. We are busy moving on the outside with very less to do on the inside. Faith comes from the heart, not from your action first. It comes from the heart and produces an action, then it's faith. Okay? Quickly, honor. Um, 
I don't think I can go into that right now. The religion mustn't become a ritual. The spirit is not given for a ritual. That is to say this. You see how many times marriages run out of romance? Have you seen that? It's called the first love. When I walk in, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And everything that I do for the other person is born out of love. After a while, it's replaced by practice. Now I cook for him because he's hungry. Where has the problem happened? Love. It used to be first him, first love. God is love. First God, first God, first God. And I brought this back to you because you know our posture of our heart has to change. If you don't change the posture of our heart, nothing will. And you cannot be led. You know why the, when you ask, the, for example, when you come over here and you say, Lord, I want to bless that person. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him. Talk to him. He's given to you not to be learned from the word. He's given to you that you may experience him. Last, um, <clears throat> wow, I'm, I'm just telling this because I'll tell you why. The more you're aware of the spirit, the more others will start being aware of that spirit in you. I'm not kidding this. I once woke up and I went to meet one of the ladies that, who came to learn. She's a Georgian lady. And I, I, I slept, I woke up. I didn't even say anything. I just went, I just shook her hand and she said, something went through me. He said, I came here sad, but suddenly something went, and I don't know for what reason my emotions have split. I mean, I've seen multiple people who said, I don't know why. I, I'm not changing my face. I didn't even laugh. And people who say they laugh, they're getting a joy. The point is this. If you keep awareness to the spirit, the spirit will express through you even without your permission sometimes. He doesn't. You see, give the spirit that power to express through you without you even being aware. Jesus was walking. A lady came and touched him. Virtue left. He only realized after she left. So it's beautiful. I'm just saying this. Father, I thank you. I don't know. I cannot go further on this. I'll talk on this topic another time. But Father, thank you for the gift of the Spirit. Father, help us to be aware. Help us to honor. Help us to love the Spirit to take control of our lives. Let us not test you with our intellect and our emotions. But come back to you to change our mind to the way. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 it says, For I know the thoughts I have for you. Father, I renew my mind with the thoughts that you have towards me. Faith doesn't come from you having thoughts of God. Faith comes from the thoughts of God that he has towards you. And then it says, if you pray, then I will hear. 29 verse 12. That is to say, even prayer has to be offered up with the right knowledge of who God is. So I pray, Father, that our, our, our prayer lives, our reading of the word will not be reading of the word, but it's a means to connect to you, Father. Our prayer will be a means to connect to you. Our worship is means to connect to you. Father, let us not read the letter and miss the spirit. Let us not read the word and miss you. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the spirit. We bless your name. We thank you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you been blessed?